and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. In this episode, we're going to talk about being ill and how it can impact your business. Serious stuff, right? Because we still get sick and we still need mental health days, but when we work for ourselves, the ramifications can be more serious. No sick leave to fall back on, for example, and no one to cover for you when you're away. Especially if we're talking about extended periods of illness, which we're going to cover. So, how do you avoid your copywriting business going going offline when you do? Let us find out. My name is Belinda Weaver. I'm a copywriter. My business is Copyright Matters, and I'm the creator of the Copywriting Masterclass. And with me, as always, is the delectable Kate Toon. Hello, my name is Kate Toon. I'm a copywriter, the founder of the Clever Copywriting School and the Recipe for SEO Success Online Learning Hub. So when I was thinking about this topic, I actually came down with a cold. Like the the first time we started talking about this and I was like, I'll write up some notes. I came down with a pretty heavy cold. And I mean, it was nothing life threatening, but the fact that this was the note, these were the notes I was supposed to write that day, I thought it was uh, pretty ironic. Kind of ironic. Yeah. That's so ironic. Yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of put me in the moment for the topic. So, you know, I, I don't actually get ill too often touching all the wood around me, but I have had scheduled breaks from my business, namely to have two babies. Um, so I have actually had to think through this before we actually decided to do this pod. Is this something you've thought through, Kate, before? Well, I'm glad you thought it through before we did the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're prepared. Um, <laughs> that's good of you. Uh, yes, no, I've, I've totally thought about it. I've been thinking about it today. It's, it's a rainy day here in Australia and I really can't be bothered. I'm not ill, but I just... I can't be bothered. And so I spent, I was in bed up until Belinda made me get out to do this podcast. And so, yeah, I've been thinking about it. I've, I um, actually took a couple of weeks off at the end of last year, around November, to have some minor surgery. I was only going to take a week off, but I had to take longer. And I've been, I was sick so much last year. Um, I'm on a bit of a health kick now, but I had tonsillitis three times. I had bronchitis, various other things. I just felt ill a lot. So again, nothing life-threatening, but not being at full capacity for big blobs of the year. It was tricky. Yeah, it is tricky when you're constantly taking on new projects and you're running courses and you have communities. There's a there's a lot to juggle. And and I think we're both in the same boat where you and I are the, the contact points for all the things that we do. Um, yeah. And I think even as a workaday, work workaday is that such a phrase? Workaday copywriter, you know, you've committed to taking in briefs on certain days, you've committed to deadlines, and you know, it's probably one of the questions I think that both of us get asked most often is, oh, you know, I'm not well. What do I say to my client? How do I handle that? So I think we're going to touch on that later in the episode. That's right. That's what we're going to talk about today. And I feel like this could be divided into three categories, three Ps for some alliteration, protection, planning, and prevention. Um, protection, really about the financial aspect of being too ill to work because that's a pretty huge impact. You know, gone are the days when when we leave our day jobs, we leave, leave that kind of financial protection um, that we have when we can just chuck a sickie or be genuinely ill and still get paid. If we don't work, we don't get paid. Now, obviously, there's a couple of options. There's health insurance and income protection insurances can give you some, you know, clear benefits in terms of limiting the financial benefit, the financial damage that 
being ill can cause. Yeah, totally. I think, do do you have income protection and health insurance? I have health insurance, um, but I do not have income protection. Okay. So for for those who don't know, income protection insurance can protect up to around 70-ish percent of your gross salary. Oh, I should say before we say all this, shouldn't I say that thing that people say, the advice we're about to give you is not financial advice. Please don't listen to us. We're not telling the truth. Isn't that what you're supposed to say? Yes. That's basically it. Yeah. So we're just, for God's sake, seek professional advice. <laughs> for God's sake, because we haven't got a clue. But this is our experience of it. So I do have income protection, um, and apparently it's supposed to, when you are poorly, replace your income and pay out a tax-free monthly sum. So it's like any other insurance. You pay a monthly premium, and there are lots of conditions around payoff. So we got this, which I thought was extremely grown up of us, up, grown up of us. Got this a, a while ago for me and my husband. My husband's was a bit more expensive. It, it will, mine was pretty cheap because as a copywriter, we're considered low risk, you know, unless we stab ourselves to death with a sharp pencil, there's not mm. much that they think that can happen. You know, we're not working with heavy machinery, uh, hopefully. So mine was, was not too expensive. I think it's only something like $27 a month, which which isn't huge, um, but obviously you pay that over a period of time and it all adds up and, you know, you might not get it back. And my husband actually had to have his hip replaced, which is kind of full on considering he's a young man. I know, very old manish, but he had to have his hip replaced. He was off work for a prolonged time in hospital and not, not really able to work. And we tried to claim it and it was really, really hard. So you have to be aware that there's a wait period. Um, there was a wait period for six weeks that he couldn't claim. Uh, then he had to jump through a lot of hoops, get letters from accountants and doctor's notes. And then we had to wait three months for the payout. So it doesn't come immediately. Uh, so it's Income protection is definitely more for lengthy sicknesses or, you know, big, big problems, not for your bad cold that you had, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you won't get your money straight away either. You'll have to wait. Much like other insurances, really, whenever you have something wrong with your house or your car, you're always having to jump through hoops to prove that it's it's actually real. And, I mean, it leads me to the next um, option that you have is a savings account. So some people say, well, I don't have um, income protection, but I pay what I might pay into income protection insurance into a savings account or I pay more. And based on what you just said, it's probably worth doing both actually. But, you know, basically you can build up funds for health care or income during the times you can't work. And if you save regularly, as if you were paying an insurance premium, it's there whenever you need it. So there's no none of those hoops to jump through. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you should try and have at least three months saved up to cover you. And, um, you know, I don't mean dipping into funds that are saved for the tax man or for whatever else. It means a little money saved away for a rainy day. So, but that can be hard. Like, I, you know, mm. I love the sound of that. But when I started out, I didn't have enough money to put anything away for anything else. Um, these days, I follow uh, the profit first idea. I don't know if you've heard of that book or mantra. Obviously, clearly can't remember who it's by because it's one of those days. But it's essentially that you divide your money when it comes in into five or six different accounts. So one for your salary, one for tax, one for GST or VAT or whatever it is where you live. Um, you put some aside for super, some aside 
aside for expenses and then some for profit. Uh, and the idea is that you pay yourself your profit first, I think. <laughs> I may be paraphrasing, but that's kind of a giveaway from the title. But what it means is when your money comes in, you know exactly what needs to go into the little pots. You work out your percentages. Uh, and it means that my profit is there for big spends, but also for emergencies. So I've been doing that for about a year now. We can have a whole new episode on that because it was a very interesting process. Um, and that means now that I've finally managed to have a buffer because I'm much clearer on what money is actually mine. You know, mm. when it's all lumped in together, it's very difficult sometimes to actually, you know, you, you're sort of waiting with the Damocles sword hanging over your head to know what your tax is going to be at the end of the year rather than knowing right now what your tax is going to yeah. be and I'm much prefer knowing it makes me feel a lot more comfortable yeah I got caught with that I think in my second year um where I was like woohoo look at me I'm just earning money and then I didn't <laughs> separate anything and then I was like oh GST that's right Oh, oh yeah. tax. Yeah. That's right. And I really got caught short and I started um, paying GST into a separate account, which all VAT, you know, the, the tax, the sales tax that you, whatever you collect um, into a separate account after that. But, you know, I like that idea of having that separate account for profit slash emergency slash big projects because that really is available yeah. then. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm still not sure... It would make me feel completely, I mean, you know, how long would that really last you? A couple of months. So, you know, if, if you've been quite seriously ill, you know, I'm not, it would be a bit more tricky, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. But, I mean, the point of all of this is to realise that you are not invincible and uh, many of the copywriters and business owners I've known who have been quite seriously ill have had it happen quite unexpectedly, which is the biggest pain in the bum. So lucky for you, dear listeners, we're here to help you plan for that scenario. And that's really what we want to get stuck into next. Yeah. I mean, for many of us, the most common reason to take time off crops up a, a sort of short-term illnesses, you yeah. know, a cold, the, the flu, food poisoning, a severe hangover. <laughs> uh, Yes, but that hasn't been me for a while. And also we have to acknowledge as well that those of us who are parents, it may actually be our children who are sick or those of us who have partners, it may be our partners who are sick and we are trying to have to cover for them as well. So, yeah, it can be challenging. Yeah, and that's it. So it's, you know, you've got deadlines um, and meeting schedules and briefs you're going to take and then all of a sudden you are out of action. So we're going to cover some tips on how to tackle that kind of scenario. Yeah, so occasionally we're all, we all get to the point where we need a few days of rest, either it's mental health or we're just not feeling ourselves, um, and then we're likely to get back on board. So I think this is we're covering these scenarios at the moment. You know, it's not something uh, life-threatening or long-term. It's just, hey, a couple of days out, and but that's still going to impact stuff. So my, my first tip around this is to be honest. Um, most, if not all, clients will be sympathetic to your plight if you just tell them that you're ill and that all your projects are going to be delayed by a number of days. I mean, what really can they do? You know, it's only a couple of days. Uh, very few of us have uh, projects that as copywriters are that time sensitive you know when we're working with agencies that have tvc launches and they booked ad space for a particular time that's different but you know most of the people i think who are probably listening to this podcast are working with small businesses or who are launching a website and really you know that couple of days can either be caught up or it's not going to be the end of the world if it's a day or so late but i think when you do go with the honesty tip you have to be very clear to communicate what's happening i don't think you need to go into graphic detail about what's wrong with 
with you. Just say, I'm not well. You don't need to kind of go, I was vomiting last night till <laughs> three in the morning and don't tell the whole story, people. Just I'm not well and be apologetic, but just be also be matter of fact. Don't be groveling and whingy. Um, let them know the new delivery date for the milestone they're expecting. So I, I was due to deliver your copy on this date. I will now be able to deliver it on this date. Um, and be realistic with that. Like don't just shift the deadline six hours or 12 hours or 24 yeah. hours because then you'll have to send another email when you're not better yet. Give yourself a few days give a realistic timeline or you'll just have to send more apologetic emails and once you send that email go back to bed yep absolutely yeah <laughs> that's what we were talking about um exactly when we talked to Sharon about getting your mojo back don't give yourself enough of a buffer because I think people think they're going to get rid of a big snot fest in a day and it never mm-hmm. happens yeah if- just as crap and even when you do come back to work you're not 100 you know you don't suddenly switch back on to where you were it takes a little bit of time to warm back up to remember how to do your job so yeah definitely give yourself a few days I've caught myself out there lots of times by going oh I can't deliver it today I'll deliver it tomorrow and then you spend the whole day in bed fretting about it I found that very hard to say Um, rather than just saying you know give it a couple of days you've already told them it's late they're already a bit disappointed so it doesn't really matter if it's one day or two or three um you know what I mean like yeah no absolutely and I actually took this question uh, because I out completely outsourced it to Facebook when I was feeling poorly um and a lot of people said you know we've tried to work through being ill or we've given ourselves a day and then we've come back and then tried to pick it up and it's just made us worse yeah, that's exactly the work what happens. The work isn't as good as well. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So my my next tip, I've got I've got the next tip too. Oh, is it me? Yes, it's me. Yeah. Oh my goodness, fantastic. Uh, so look, even if you don't get worse, so you know you're you've given yourself that day, you're you're really never able to do great work when you're sick. So while you can't push things back, you won't be able to push everything back. So sometimes you have to pare your list down to essentials. Only do the things that cannot be avoided. And really be honest about that. Like what you think might be so totally essential. Is it really essential? You know, do you have to put that picture up on Instagram because you always put a picture up on Instagram on a Wednesday? No one cares. So my tip number two is don't be a hero. Uh, push back as much as you can. Only do the things that simply cannot be avoided there are no medals for working when you're sick no one is impressed uh remember it's not like when you got used to going to work and you go in and you go i'm so sick and everyone go okay you're such a hero it's coming in yeah you should no go home cares. really you go home get that sympathy you know so you almost go in just to prove that you're sick you are your own boss you don't have to prove it to anybody um and also you know remember that we are just copywriters we are not brain surgeons no one will die if we don't write the words yes clients might get snippy but the clients worth having will understand don't build it up to be a big thing in your head don't beat yourself up because you're letting everybody down yeah that's right I, I mean I have never had a client not be understanding when I've effectively called in sick because they've got other stuff going on they're not sitting around 
waiting for the copy. They have rarely been sitting around just hanging on for the copy to come through. And to be honest, I've always um, had enough in my project plans, enough wiggle room to cope with being out of action for a day or two. I've always been very generous with my project plans. I would rarely take on urgent work because I like to know I have enough time to do revisions and brainstorming and research and, and maybe be off for a day. Um, so, yeah, I factor it in. I've said it. Uh, but I actually have a tip now and that's to always leave some wiggle room in your project plan because you will thank yourself later on. It's always better to deliver a day or two early rather than um, turn out work that you're not really happy with because you haven't given yourself enough time and maybe because that's that's because you've been a bit poorly. And, you know, there's technical outages, all sorts of things could to impact your ability to deliver your work. So when you're talking to your client and you're saying, this is when I can deliver version one, really think about how much time you would ideally like. Because I've often found, well, I've nearly always found, you say two weeks and clients go, okay. And it's it's that simple. Yeah. Like pretty much whatever you say, they'll probably yeah. say, okay, unless it's like three months, you know. So the difference between saying it'll be a week and it'll be two weeks, clients don't, I generally find, don't mind because they don't know how long these yes. things take. And, I, you know, I know we're not talking about this today, but the technical outage thing is so important. Yesterday I sat down in my hut and I turned everything on and I heard this sort of like poof noise and everything switched off. And I was like, oh, God, because I've got like electricity running out to my little shed and I was like it's all broken I'm gonna to have to get an electrician I can't do any of the things I have planned and it was just a fuse so I turned it back on and it was fine but for that brief moment I was like oh my god today is so tight I have so many things booked in and I hadn't left myself any wiggle room I I when I was writing a lot of copy I would have one day a week that was just a blank day where I had no meetings scheduled in where I had no definite things to do because things always run over things always go wrong so I think that's a really important tip oh that's Thank okay you, Linda. <laughs> so those are some quick tips on coping with being ill for a few days under fairly regular conditions but what if you unexpectedly have to take quite a bit of time off that's when the next p comes in and that's planning now I've never had a major emergency or I had to take a long period off so far Mm-hmm. touch wood but if I did my plan would probably be to have other copywriters to refer work onto and um, if you give this to a client as an option most will wait so if you say hey look you know I am now out for six weeks this has happened whether it's an illness or a family you know drama or something I am now everything has to stop I'm not able to do anything for the next six weeks. We have a couple of options. Number one, you can wait. Or number two, I have some other copywriters who could take over the work. Most will wait, I've found. You know, I've never done six weeks, but I have had to do three weeks, I think, before. And so, and if they won't, then refer them on to another copywriter, give them that option, build up a little network of copywriters who you trust and who would be willing to take on half-finished work at your rate. And of course, copywriters who won't steal the client you know copy I mean often it might happen that the client actually prefers them to you there's not much you can do about that but what you ideally want is a copywriter who's willing to finish the job to help the client hit their deadline but then returns that client back to you afterwards in the condition that you gave them to (laughs) unsoiled (laughs) that's right I mean I've I haven't had any um unexpected long 
illnesses um, or emergencies unless you call having babies one of those. So I've had that happen um, twice now Um, and it's a lot easier to plan around for obvious reasons. Um, But you still, I had to manage my workload as it you know, led up to the event and also prep clients about what was going to happen. So for me, I, I wrapped up all my projects in the weeks before I was due to stop work, to give myself a bit of buffer. And I made sure regular clients knew what was happening. And I repeated it in my email signature in the weeks leading up. So the communication, um, if you know you're going to be out is really important. Um, this is when it is planned, it's a lot easier to do that. But I also would have a list of copywriters that people could contact when they got to my contact page and saw that I wasn't taking projects on for, for me, it was my maternity leave. And I had it in my autoresponder to explain why I wasn't responding. And then I had my VA kind of step in and just take over. Now, I know we've got a whole episode coming up on virtual assistance, but she was a lifesaver where she would respond to inquiries, check my voicemail, um, share my pre-written blog posts and social media, and she did bookkeeping stuff for me. And everything um, that she did kept it all ticking along so that I could concentrate on what I needed to do as a new mum, you know, the recovery and the newborn and all that kind of stuff. I didn't need to be doing admin. So, you know, planning is a big part. And if it's if we're talking about an unexpected illness or emergency as opposed to a expected one, like having a baby, you can still have a plan in place to say, if the, uh, if the proverbial poo hits the fan, this is what I need to have to happen. Yeah, like a risk plan. Although I will yeah. say to the listeners that Belinda is lying because I actually do remember her writing podcast notes the day <laughs> you had the baby or... I remember something about that. Yeah, well, you, you, we were talking about a podcast um, while I was having contractions. Yes, that was it. That was it was it. a good distraction, though. It was, it was. Um, yeah, so I think having some kind of action plan um, is really good. And also what's good about maybe after this episode, you can take some time and think about that emergency situation. What would you do? What passwords would people need? Who could you send people off to? And maybe even write that email that you could send out if the worst should happen now, while you're not emotional, while you're not stressed. So it's already in a little folder on your desktop. It's like emergency folder, color it red. And then if anything ever happens, even someone else could go in and send those emails for you, put a notice up on Facebook or whatever. Um, but that, so that might be a plan, something you could do after the podcast. Now, we, as Belinda mentioned, the, our next episode, I think, or the one after, is all about virtual assistants. Um, and, you know, as I've had to take a couple of weeks off fairly recently, I did rely on my VA. Um, just having someone else in your business, it may not be a VA, it may be another copywriter that you work with or a proofreader. And um, now my VA works with me for two hours every day and she's able to handle urgent things. So she's able to handle my inbox. She also has access to Everything I do, all my platforms, via something called LastPass. And what's great about LastPass is it means you don't actually have to give out your passwords. Uh, People can access your content without actually ever seeing your passwords. They can log in without seeing your passwords. It's very clever and it's free, so I recommend that. So, you know, I wasn't 
so ill that I couldn't log in for maybe 30 minutes a day and just answer a quick question or write a quick note in Asana, which is the tool that we use. But look, you know, I guess if something really terrible happened where you couldn't even get to a text or an email, um, then I'd just ask my VA to put a blanket message out in all my groups explaining that I was you know, having a problem, I would shut down all my shops. I would, you know, I I would have that plan ready, but I would, yeah, if something obviously goes really, really wrong, my attitude would be to hell with my copywriting business. You know, I can always come back to it. Wouldn't you be the same? Yeah, absolutely. I, at the end of the day, if I was really out of action, um, I would be doing my best to focus on what was important. I mean, and that actually, what I just, what had just occurred to me, I think if I, if it was an emergency with me, I'd probably be more focused on my business. If, yes. it, if it was an emergency with someone else, I'd be like, bugger it. Yeah, It'll totally. Live. Yeah. Um, I need to focus on someone else right now. Yeah, recently my my poor little boy um, was out with a friend and friend's mother and he knocked his front tooth completely out, um, jumping into a pool, um, which is, it was horrendous. And I got, got the worst phone call I've, I've had, I think, you know, like someone ringing up saying, we need to go to emergency now. And, and I was actually, I think, halfway through a coaching call when the phone just kept ringing and I didn't answer it the first time and then I answered it the second time. And I just left everyone and I was like, I've got to go and ran um and I didn't care I don't think I thought about anything until about a day later (laughs) but I think what we're saying is most people don't have a plan in place and the last thing you want to be doing while you're in hospital for example is trying to tell your partner how to log into your laptop and which (laughs) of your clients needs to be emailed so yeah you know have a one-page document that talks about who is in your team if you have one and how they're contactable where is your info recorded which tools do you use how can someone log in consider getting last pass who needs to be notified of what's happening and what should they be told um and yeah I think having that ready now, it just gives you so much peace of mind. Absolutely. So if the worst happens, which hopefully it won't, you're all prepared. Yeah. And, you know, this is where we've talked about it a number of times, email templates. You know, what do you want to say and who needs to be told? And I know, Kate, you've got email templates in the Clever Copywriting School, which we'll link to in the show notes. Um, but these are the kinds of things that you can write up, as you mentioned earlier, without emotion, like when you're feeling happy and, and um, you can, the words will flow a lot easier and they're just ready to use. And basically the process is kind of the same, whether you're planning time off um, or it's unexpected, you just have a lot more control when it's planned. And, you know, another aspect of this is the ability to hand work over to others. You need to think about that. So start building. I mean, I think we're all pretty good chums in the copywriting business. That's something I love about this industry. We have strong networks. Um, so it's worth having uh, even an even tighter network and having some conversations with some people like, oh, you know, if I needed to hand over projects half done, is that something that we could talk about? Is that something you'd be interested in? Maybe I could do it for you too. And having that conversation, yeah, but- while it might be a bit awkward, will be such a lifesaver. 
Yeah, like something we do in the clever copywriting community is when people join, they get a copy buddy, um, which, you know, people, some people embrace and some people don't. But, uh, you know, it's one person in the group who is like your go-to person and who maybe will proof your stuff in return for you proofing their stuff. And, uh, you know, equally, that could be a similar arrangement where you have, just have a chat with two or three copy buddies and say, will you be – it's like when you – you know, you have to have an emergency person on the form for whatever. You just ask yeah. a few other people, will you be my copywriting emergency buddy, please? Yeah. And um, I'm sure that people will be happy. But now we're on to the final P. Yes, prevention. Um, this is something you always think about when the poo is hitting the fan. Um, and these tips actually came out of the Facebook discussions that were going on, as I said, when I outsourced this topic when I was ill. And a lot of people basically had consistent things. You got to eat well, you got to get enough sleep, you got to not work too much, um, don't drive yourself into the ground, you got to exercise to keep your body strong and healthy. And um, my personal addition is don't have children because <laughs> children are just full of diseases. <laughs> they give everything to you. So, but what are your preventative tips, Kate? I think I think all of those, um, as well as you know, not going and having wild nights out and and, and getting drunk. Um, you not know, twenty you know, are we? Yes, and uh, also you know, making time to be well. Um, it's something I was talking about on my other podcast, the Misfits podcast, about how if you don't make time to be well, you'll have to make time to be sick. Ooh, so you know, I nice. am terrible. I know. I think my I, I don't. I don't think I invented that. Um, one thing that I'm terrible about is, you know, I'm like, I've, it's 7.30. I've got, my husband's taking my son to school. I've got an hour now where I could go swimming or make myself something healthy or go take the dog for a walk. But I really ought to get started on work. I want to get a head start on work. Mm. Um, and, you know, if I gave myself that hour to do something for myself, to nourish my body or to exercise or to de-stress, I'd actually get more work done. But it's a hard lesson to learn. It's one that I'm still learning, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, a bit of, I know a lot of eating well is my downfall. Um, There's a lot of days when my husband will be like, oh, you know, because he, we're working in Silicon Valley in tech companies here, they all have free food and it's spectacular. So I often say, what did you have for lunch today? And then he says, going out for lunch and like little shops. This is the problem. You know what I started doing? I bought myself a yum box. Um, Hey, free, free, free advertising for yum box there. I bought one for my son and one for myself. And when I make his lunchbox for school, I make myself a lunchbox and pretty much put the same stuff in it and take it out to my little hut, you know, one of those little, insulated bags and just it's make sure that I have something to snack on so I don't come in at like 2.30 before the school run and just shove something yes. bad for me down my throat, yes. you know? Because it's too often I'm like, oh, I had a half-eaten cheese stick and some leftover crackers <laughs> <laughs> and now yeah. I'm drinking yeah. wine. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Um, but uh, I, think, I think we've covered this pretty robustly. I, I just hope everyone is inspired to go and make a plan, make a risk plan for your business. But as we say goodbye, we like to give a shout out for a listener of the show. And today we're giving a shout out to DLCM70 from the USA. Very catchy. And they say, how did I not find hot copy sooner? Kate and Belinda make me laugh so hard. Thank you. And they offer such fab insights for pro copywriters like me. I find myself talking back to them while I listen. Exactly. That's what I think too. Or what? That's awesome. I didn't know that. 
Thank you, Kate and Belinda. I just wish you were in the southern USA so we could have lunch. Huh? That would actually be quite super. (laughs) So thank you too for listening. If you like the show, don't forget you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. We give you a shout out on the show when you do just that. You can also leave your thoughts for us on at hotcopypodcast.com um, and on Twitter and Facebook, we'd love to know, could your business survive unexpected illness? So thank you, Kate. Thank you, Belinda. Stay well, everybody. Yes, and until next time, happy writing. Thanks for listening right to the end. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my two other podcasts, I have one called The Recipe for SEO Success, which is all about SEO tips, advice, and helping you grapple the Google beast. And my other, The Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur, which is all about dealing with the stresses of running your own business. You can find both of them on iTunes and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. What's your favourite biscuit? I'm I'm a rich tea girl or a ginger nut. You're such a nana. I that know. Is the nana biscuit of choice.